art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is Russ Berlingame, and I'm here with Zach Roberts. Haha, I I am here too, but with myself or something. And, I don't know. I, I I had something for that and it didn't work. God damn it. That's all right. Usually uh, I usually don't use our full names and No, uh, I don't have anything to throw. <laughs> I literally bought bagels. Nice, um, nice. And I have them downstairs. They're in the freezer though, so I might like break a window if I throw. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's great because uh, nobody will get that joke except for us and in our our constant like reference of behind the bastards that we just for our own amusement and nobody else uh, yeah in this episode of the release wall uh we should be talking about how uh yes everybody go uh listen to behind the bastards it's a podcast about terrible people and it's uh it's very entertaining and zach and i uh zach got me hooked on it and now we reference it constantly when we're recording <laughs> yes yes uh, uh robert evans loves to throw things when he's in the studio and to get out his frustration of having to talk about bastards and yeah one um, of my uh one of my recent one of the recent things i recorded i don't think it was this i think it was something else but i actually recorded a video podcast while wearing my bagel tossing behind the bastards t-shirt oh nice <laughs> i have the one of the, the like the you know but uh yeah, so uh, today we're not talking about Behind the Bastards, although we probably will at least one more time. Funny enough, we don't talk about it that much when we're in person. It's really just when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> but we are talking about Satanic Panic, uh-huh, which is yes. a uh, a really fun uh, – this is the kind of movie that probably would have gone direct to video back when there was a healthy video store market. Yes. Now that there's not, it is getting a limited theatrical release, and it drops on streaming today. I think it comes out on DVD in a couple of months because they, if you've got a theatrical release, it screws yeah. with the whole home release thing. Yeah. But uh, stars uh, Haley Griffith and Ruby Modine as essentially a pair of girls who are on the run from a satanic cult that wants to kill them uh, for different reasons, though. Uh, yes. Haley Griffith plays a... Uh, a poor, not poor, but like lower middle class pizza <laughs> yeah. delivery girl yeah. who ends up stuck with this cult because her motorcycle runs out of gas. Yeah. And, uh, or I, it was it a motorcycle or a scooter? It was like a Vespa. Yeah. Basically. To uh, or, yeah. yeah anyway. And then Ruby Modine is uh, the rich daughter of one of the cult members. And that's really all I should say because the, the joy of discovery of what her deal is uh, <laughs> is, is a lot of the fun. Yeah. Uh, the first third of the movie, <laughs> especially the intro of her character and yeah. what's and what's about to happen to her. <laughs> yes. I actually she, I tried to yeah. explain that scene to somebody the other day and they were just like <laughs> horrified and had no interest in the film. And uh, I'm just like, ah, yeah. well, you know, see, I've been I've been selling this film. I, I was already explained it to uh, two, two of my friends uh, and I was just like, it's like a horror film and it's got like class war stuff, class issues going on. It, you should see it. And both people are like, oh, actually, it sounds like I might want to see it. Then and I'm like, ha <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very different way to, than the entire advertising campaign yeah. behind the film. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the... Kill rich people like it's great. <laughs> 
It's you know it's funny because the the ad campaign that the, that they built around the film is very focused on something that because uh, I part of the reason that we got to see this movie early is that I interviewed uh, Rebecca Romaine, who plays the cult leader in the movie. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I talked with her about was the fact that this felt so much like like we have all these 80s nostalgia things going on right now and satanic panic doesn't feel like that but it feels more legitimately like like a movie that would have come out during that era uh part of that is just the fact that they use practical effects and that almost nothing is dated in terms of the technology and the whatever um but i think a, a lot of it is just like the way that it's shot and the way that it's paced it feels like like a grindhouse horror movie from the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah the characters um are you actually have um innocence in the i mean usually most horror films for like the last like that i've seen at least there's very rarely any character that that is like uh um haley griffiths uh like yeah. samantha sam craft um and uh and, and so you, you don't have like she is as far as we know, just a pure, innocent human being, like she's absolutely adorable in this film and um, and like is the ex- like just perfectly cast. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, just like it's one of those like there's, there's a handful of like whether it be horror actresses or, or whatever that just are able to um, just have the like look of incredulity. Yes, that's yeah. that's how you say that word. Um, <laughs> and that like basically she spends 80 percent of the film. With a look, with that look on her yeah. face, because she's just watching what's going on, and she's still like, "I'm really not here." Yeah. Um. And and like towards the end of the film, like there's a this isn't spoilers, but there's a point where she's doing a lot of screaming. That's obviously not a spoiler in a horror film, and she is. You can tell she's literally losing her voice. Like it's actually yeah. the natural. Like she has been screaming at least within the context of the film. It's at least takes place over I don't know three hours. Yeah, and I, I like, think it takes place over an, an entire night. Actually, one of the reasons that I thought it reminded me a lot of uh, Ready or Not, mm-hmm. which we have talked about, but that episode's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, one of the reasons it reminded me a lot of Ready or Not is because oh, yeah. it, it was like, oh, there's the satanic like. In here, it's a cult. In there, it's something else. But it's like, and you have one night to do this thing. And if we don't do it by sunrise, then everything's ruined. Yeah. And so they don't actually get to sunrise in this movie. It's not that kind of like ticking clock element. Yeah, yeah. But it does take place pretty much over the course of an entire night. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like she's been screaming basically the entire night. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and so it's just like by the end of the fact that the fact that she isn't really screaming like with a hoarse voice towards the beginning. But at the end, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. it's just that actually made me crack up because yeah. you don't usually you usually don't have that because yeah. um, I don't know whether that was just a oh, that was a really long day of filming or whether they're like no you've been screaming for the last four hours and so you should really have a hoarse voice (laughs) it's a solid question Uh, i will say uh it's it's funny to look at the first like chunk of this movie and just to be like so when when she meets say jerry o'connell's character yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like she doesn't believe what's going on because she has no reason to believe it yeah yeah and so it's like, I don't know, if you knew what was coming over the next 12 hours, you think you'd just have sex with that guy and bolt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, it's just 
Jerry O'Connell, no, nothing one way or the other. No, yeah, in not a film, Jerry O'Connell he about is the fact that especially he's gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is especially gross in that yeah. film. Yeah. Um, I, I do like. Uh, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say Jerry O'Connell's character dies very early in the movie. He's in like a scene and a half. Uh, the reason I can say I don't think that's much of a spoiler is because Rebecca Romaine said it like twice in our interview and. Like, also in the literally the in the promotional photo that I'm looking at uh, on IMDb, he is drenched in blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, he's not dead. He has a. It's the he got it. You know, he gets punched in the yeah. face. Um, right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just trying to remember why like, he has bloody nose. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so. yeah, pretty sure she punches him in the face when he tries to make a move on a teenager. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, he. Uh, the, the thing that I was going to say is because of the fun of practical effects, uh, apparently the body that they used for him, yeah, uh, they, it was like an actual like practical corpse. Yeah. And it was like they had to store it somewhere. And so it was in the garage <laughs> of the house they were shooting in. Yeah. And they had to like walk in through the garage to get to the house. And so yeah. like Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell would come in to work every day as <laughs> this corpse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah that that's the that was one of those uh it wasn't i mean this is something i actually really like about this film is that it there's a lot of like gross like or stuff that in a, most of these films would be just over the top like detailed sickness like kind of the, like i th- always think about like the hostile films and things yeah. like that like that kind of like those films um where it's just like yes it looks like human organs and things. yeah Th- they don't do this in that film like yeah it, yeah I mean, there's, I know there's, there's blood but again because it's practical it, yeah. effects yeah. i feel like they're they're much more limited in terms of like how realistic they can make it make it when it's practical effects on but a, it's, a it's but it, like button. there's no there's no scene that i can think of in this film except one um where i'm like grossed out in the way that i am in like the the saw and and hot yeah. films um or even um that other oh damn it what was that it was actually quite good um the other film that took place in a rich person's house that they started killing each oh, other um monster party. <laughs> yes monster party um which, is the, which i always want to call party monster and yeah. that's no Very that's the macaulay culkin yeah but uh but even in that like i just remember there's some like scenes where i was like oh, oh. I don't I don't like that sort of stuff. Like I don't like yeah. when it comes to my horror. Like this is exactly the kind of horror slasher, whatever kind yeah. of genre this film is. Um, but yeah, so. yeah. This and again that it, that's another reason it kind of feels in the same wheelhouse as uh, as Ready or Not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for context, we uh, we recorded an episode that was two 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 movies. It was uh, Empathy Inc. and Ready or Not. Empathy Inc. comes out today, I believe. And uh, ready or not, or no, it comes out today in LA, and then next week in the rest of the world. Um, and empathy, and uh, ready or not, it's already been out for a few weeks. But we were kind of spoilery on both. And you should go see. It, by I'm, the way, you, yeah, if, if it's still in your theaters in your town, um, yeah, see that film because it is solidly, solidly good, and would make a fantastic double feature with this. Yeah, uh, with and this that's film. that's really uh, what I was gonna do originally, and the reason that I, I suggested this for for Zach is because I was like, yeah. you know, we should do a if you like this, try this episode where it's just yeah. we just echo last episode and do Primer and uh, Satanic Panic, yeah. and so basically, if you like Satanic Panic and Primer, you should go watch Empathy Inc. and Ready or Not, and if you like Empathy Inc. and Ready or Not, you should go watch Primer and Satanic Panic because they're very like. And they're not the same movies in any way, but they're very kind of handholdy. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I thought, and, and this this was a really terrific cast. I mean, I liked everybody. Most of the people, I don't remember their names. There's a lot of like character actors that you yeah. kind of reco- kind of recognize. From. Yeah, I would say like half of the Satanic crew there uh, <laughs> are people who I'm like I feel like I've seen him. Like yeah. a lot of TV show people um, that yeah. that have like second tier you know like they're basically the co-stars in in whatever t show like bigger yeah. tv shows might be and that sort of thing a lot of those type of people i mean like yeah. the the sad thing is that um with uh with Haley griffith like i'm like i recognize her and then like i'm just like but she anything that i'm thinking of that that i might recognize her from she mm. would be too old for you know like she'd be really yeah she'd be like in her 30s or something like that by now and then i finally click i like finally like go on I, imdb and it's like law and order svu and i'm like ah yeah. god damn it yep because she that's the thing you recognize basically everybody from <laughs> yeah and i and that has become my tv that and actual old law and order original law yeah. and order have become my like background uh uh noise uh for yeah. when I'm doing photo editing or whatever so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i will say kind of looking at the at the cast one of the things that sticks out at me um is the total lack of a kind of notable male lead yeah. Uh, Jerry O'Connell is on the movie poster because he's Jerry O'Connell and because his wife is a major character in the movie. But uh, really, it's it's this is a movie that's almost exclusively female in terms of anybody who has more than about five minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't necessarily notice that watching the movie. It was very organic to the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as I'm like looking at the cast list, just to be like, oh, you know, like Michael Polish is on there. Um, uh, AJ Bowden is or Bo, Bowen is on there. There's a guy called Jeff Daniel Phillips, which I of course misread as Jeff Daniels. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, I feel uh, like they would have led with that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but uh, it's funny because I, I obviously when you talk to Rebecca Romaine and I work for ComicBook.com, we talk a little bit about X Men. Yeah. And one of the things I brought up is that like X Men superheroes in general are broadly classified as kind of adolescent male power fantasies. Yeah. And this movie, and again, to a lesser extent, Ready or Not, feel like they're part of this kind of new movement of adolescent female power fantasies. Yeah. Um, which I say with no ill will whatsoever. It's like, it's like no, these are, gen- like, they're entertaining popcorn movies, and the fact that, like, we get to see girls in them sometimes is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fact that, I mean, the fact that Haley Griffith is, is the lead in this movie makes it completely like it's a completely different film in a lot of ways than it would have been if it was a male lead, not least of which is you would have felt obligated to make uh, Haley's character and Ruby Modine's character some kind of couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Which still, there were a couple of moments where their chemistry was such that you're like, are they gonna? No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the spoilers there, I can't, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it, it's... I, it, it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird because you actually you mentioned that, and I literally didn't think of it, which yeah. which is a big big plus for the film because it doesn't yeah. it, if it doesn't feel like you're missing something, whether yeah. that be a female, like whether it be like you see a lot of horror, and and the fact that um since it is just mostly a female cast, you don't have that kind of standard um dynamic where the you know like the the you know innocent young a yeah. uh, girl is being chased by these monsters of whatever kind yeah. and and thus it's like there's always the the kind of like the scare of rape and sexual yeah. assault and things like that obviously there's a moment 
I think we spoiled that, but um, but even but, that he wasn't like yeah no I yeah. mean it was it was creepy, but the even like and then we should address it because we did I mentioned it in passing <laughs> like there's a scene where basically and and I'll just spoil this so you can skip ahead like thirty seconds if you don't want to be spoiled on anything, but this is a really minor thing and it basically sets up the premise. Yeah. Um, she is you know she's in the building trying to like get her way home and. Yeah. Uh, they put her in like a back room and lock the door and she's locked up with Jerry O'Connell. And we never really get a clear backstory on who he is other than the fact that, uh, he's like pretty and dumb and Rebecca and Rebecca remains character was looking to have her way with him. Oh no, um, they're married. Are they married in this? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, they're, I they're not only are they cast, uh, they're both Ross, uh, oh, okay. cast list. but yeah, no, um, I, I Jerry, missed that. he is the classic kind of, um, uh, rich per- rich person's uh, husband, basically. It, it's yeah. never really t- tell. I, I mean, yeah, I don't think because I I got, I got the impression that he too was a virgin, and that's why he. Um, oh no 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 yeah no, um, he uh, I don't um they I think that um he was just part of something. Oh oh um they maybe. needed a part of him. Do you, oh, you remember? That's right, that's yeah, right. I don't I don't yeah it's not delve too much in spoilers, and it's not really spoilers. But, but in any like, event, like, like yeah. so what you see with what you see with his character is that basically he propositions Haley Griffith's character and the way that he sells it is basically they're a satanic cult. They're going to kill you because they need a virgin. You should sleep with me and then you won't be a virgin and they'll let you go. Yeah. And Which, as we discover, they probably would just k- kill her anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. I, it's hard I, to say because like the other person that they try to kill for essentially the same offense is like an insider who would have had a lot more information than sam but like i still kind of think once you've been locked up in the room you're dead yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, also having to but um she <laughs> i i love the that i loved her like i honestly like that the moment where they ask her, since we've delved into this straight, we might as well talk about it because it's honestly one of the most kind of endearing moments in, in the whole thing that really sells her as like who she is and like kind yeah. of character is um like, cause like early on, there's like a couple moments where they're intro you, you introduce, get introduced to her as, Oh, she plays folk music and like yeah. about going to Australia and you're like, Oh, she's like a flighty, you know, yeah. ever idiots or something. I don't know what, you know, like in a, a flighty innocence, like, yeah. a, um, Oh God, I can't think of her name on friends. Um, but anyway, oh, Lisa Kutcher's uh, character, yeah, Lisa Kutcher's character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because you say that. And I was thinking, uh, Melody from Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty much the same character. Yeah. 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 And so, but like, there's the moment where like they go, so they kind of like working around, like, the word like is she a virgin is she a virgin yeah. and she goes, that's a really personal question yeah and like just the way that she's there like and like everyone just looks at each other and goes oh she's a virgin yeah <laughs> and Which like actually, that was one the- of my that was one of my favorite uh rebecca romaine line reads is because <laughs> she just like the exasperate or the, not even exasperation but just the, the way that she said like she's a virgin get her <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was that. That was actually the moment. That was the moment where I'm like, I'm gonna like this film. Like yeah. just the like that. How that whole thing played out. Where I'm like, because it's like it also like we've watched like, a couple of these films now. Yeah. Um, and I and I say these films as in indie films. Like this is yeah. at a definitely at a different level than ninety yeah. percent ones that we, we we normally talk to talk about. Um, and uh, like there's a moment where you're like I don't know where this is going. 
Yeah. Um, because it's like, you know, indie fi- it doesn't have to go the standard horror route. It doesn't have yeah. to go whatever. It can kind of go in any direction. And, um, you know, especially after, you know, Get Out and things like that. Like, you don't know, honestly, like it's there's like mm-hmm. definitely touches of a lot, lots of t- many touches of, excuse me, of uh, like class issues and like, oh, yeah. rich people. I mean, not even class issues, but like jokes at rich people's expenses yeah. um, and poor people's expenses. It's it's funny. Uh, but uh that was the moment where i'm like oh this is what the film is going to be yeah oh thank god i'm so happy <laughs> no absolutely because like yeah, you try you 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 we we uh, originally were going to talk about this like a week or two ago and then i think i went away for a weekend or something or i don't know what happened and uh and i was like not really looking forward to it um just by like a brief description and in, in something of it and i was just like oh, okay yeah okay and then like by then i'm like okay that that moment from then yeah. on like the film i mean there's there's very few moments in the film that i didn't love um and honestly i can't i can't think of anything it, it, yeah, really, it was like filmic choice it, it was just a choice in direction yeah. of the film that they went in and i'm like it's a completely understandable and respectable choice they made it's just not the choice that i wanted the film to go in and yeah. that's just because like oh, i like those characters and things like that yeah but, yeah, I, I can say that generally speaking, there's like, there's a weakness to the ending. Uh, it's we won't get into what that weakness is because that's obviously the yeah. spoileriest of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like there's like a subversive element to the ending that I really liked. Like yeah. there's a weird, silly kind of twist to it that feels completely in line with the character of this movie. Yeah. But there's one or two things they do in the last ten minutes that feel kind of meaner than this movie and that don't quite fit the tone and uh the things that it's like i by that point i was so invested in this film and i enjoyed this movie so much that the things that don't feel like this movie are the things that i'm like "Eh, i could have done without that Yeah, yeah but again that's fairly minimal and at the end of the day like this doesn't feel like a movie that's setting itself up as a franchise and so you can end it the way you want to end it and not worry about like oh that means next movie this this and this you know Yeah, th- this is good, and and like the fact that like the big name, um, Jerry O'Connell. I mean, I'm naming that the big name, but yeah. like Jerry O'Connell is dead within the first like ten minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, and then you know Rebecca Remain's character is kind of like in a different like she's at a different level, so it's like it's yeah. not really like there's no there's no big name that carries the next thing over. Yeah. And the fact that like, <clears throat> um. Like Haley Griffith's character, like the biggest thing I hope out of this film that allows it is that Haley Griffith gets a lot more work because yeah. she's like, and a lot more like, like I would see a, a ton of films with her in this kind of like world because yeah. she sells it so well. Like, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another, um, I don't know. I'm not a horror person, so I guess I can't. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> I'm like, I can't think of anybody because. I don't watch these films normally. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's funny because like, of course we talk a lot about, the the big ones that come out like i'm sure you know today it chapter two's out i'm sure we'll get to that sooner or later yeah we're not doing it right now because as you can see if you're watching and here if you're listening uh i am dying from some mystery ailment and so yeah i don't want to go give them a top of virus to everybody in the theater um <laughs> it's and- not that El Pacino film. <laughs> Actually, more than that, to be honest, it's it's literally just that, that my biggest symptom is being just exhausted all the time, and that movie is like three hours and change, and there's just no goddamn way. Like I, I yeah, 
And also, like, not to get too off the rails, but I tweeted about this the other day, and I, I was surprised by, like, how much positive response I got to it, as opposed to I kind of expected people to bitch. Um, both It Chapter 2 and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker are movies where it's like, I'm sure I'll like them. I'm sure they'll be good. I have absolutely zero advance hype. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe you and I can try to sneak out to It next Tuesday for the five dollar <laughs> yeah, yeah you know because then at least it'll be like well we've saw it, we saw it in the first week of release and didn't have to feel like we were there with a million people and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah yeah no I, i'm not like i'm not that enthusiastic about that either um like I, otherwise i would have gone to see it probably last night or whatever uh as opposed to watch this film which um, i'm so much happier that i yeah, well, <laughs> that I saw that I that I saw Satanic Panic uh, um, beforehand because I mean like this is uh, I I am actually even though I'm usually the very I'm like I just want like serious yeah. you know horror, you know serious horror thriller whatever you know that deal with problems and whatever and I'm like oh, I don't I need a break right now <laughs> I'm starting yeah. a new podcast about white nationalism and that's that's, that's all that I'm reading about right now <laughs> like, I, just... <laughs> I mean we should clarify. About them being monsters. Not yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading about so much, so much about them, and like studying about them again, more so than I normally do. And so I was just like, ah, all that I need, like even Law and Order now is like, okay, I need like lighthearted yeah. crap. <laughs> like, and this is this is not crap. It's it's good. So no, I'm absolutely. Super- this is really, and it's that's one of the big things too is that like, uh, and again, I I would say this about uh, I would say this about ready or not as well that in a lot of cases when we talk about horror movies they're like guilty pleasures or so bad it's good or or like something like and like in both of these cases i think they're legitimately solid films in a lot of ways like they're put together really well they're shot really well and uh in in this one especially because like with the with ready or not you kind of expect that cast to be great because every person in there is somebody who you know as being really good in other things yeah exactly uh with this one you don't know most of the people and uh the ones that you do know have like 10 minutes of screen time and so it's like it it's really it was a really pleasant surprise to see how good basically everybody in the movie was yeah i mean it's just everything um i mean I don't I don't think we've maybe we talked about it a little bit like we've talked about the line read but like the the writing in it is yeah. is goddamn fantastic um yeah. because it it is able to walk across that line of oh, okay they're going to make jokes about the tro- you know jokes yeah. within the context of the tropes of the, of the like realm of the yeah and it's just like oh okay that could be you know sometimes that gets that's funny like as a one-off thing yeah but it's not it doesn't make a film you know film writing but like the (laughs) um uh ruby modine's Mm -hmm. line delivery like she she was she had a very small part like very important part in um happy death day she was great in that um and but in this like holy shit like it is like i want to see her in she needs to be in a kevin smith film now or she needs to be in like the tarantino like because if she can she can do the line delivery on this like then she needs um she needs like the bigger roles where because not not a lot of actors and actresses can really really sell the like quick dialogue and jokes and things like that as well and she's just 100 percent. which as we both discovered she's related to matthew modine which is like what the (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, I also I, I'll say completely too, unrelated. She's, <laughs> but 
But uh, I will say, too, it felt like uh, there may have been on-set rewrites because the so much of this movie, it's like the writing was perfect for the character and the actor playing it. Like, the, the big, over-the-top, goofy, like, trauma strangeness yeah. of a lot of uh, Rebecca Romaine's lines were perfectly suited to her, like, kooky madam satan kind of character but like wouldn't have worked for almost anybody else in the film like she was just deliciously evil um in a in a way that and again you you, i I reference madam satan from the chilling adventures of sabrina it very much felt like that kind of character uh where it's like no there are stakes here and like that's i think part of it is that everybody else is playing the comedy first and rebecca romaine is playing the stakes first yeah uh and it's like she gets to deliver some really funny lines but she delivers them like with a straight face and it's up to everybody else around her to kind of stare at each other and be like, did she just say, okay. (laughs) Um, and, and so like it's, it's, it, there are moments where it feels like she could be in an entirely different movie. Like you could pluck her character out and put her in something way goofier than this. And she could go there with very few changes. Um, and, and there's something really kind of fun about that because it allows the characters who are a little bit more grounded to kind of to have that incredulous response. Because, again, um, I think that one of the great things about Griffith's performance is that she really does nail what she's asked to do, which is to be a real person who's shunted into this totally bizarre situation. Yeah. And she spends the first, like, half of the movie not entirely believing that it's really happening. Yeah, yeah. And she's being, definitely like, waiting. I mean, she we get halfway through this film, and she's not 100% convinced that – this isn't just some really terrible prank or something yeah, that's yeah. going on or like, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, good. Oh, I was just, uh, and so that, that tends to like, she plays it at an entirely different level than all the people who essentially are like involved in the cult and for whom like, no, we've been waiting for this forever. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and it's, um, and like everything, the film, it walks a really excellent line of being, ridiculous but like from her perspective like you could see from her perspective looking around and going this this is a perfectly natural normal rich person's house um everything looks normal the kids are like well dressed the the people or whatever and all of this craziness is going on and i also just delivered five pizzas to this place like which is like which i (laughs) Which, by the way, no one ever eats the pizzas. Um, yeah, which is, that's true. Which is one thing that, like, I found funny, and also the fact it's the real, the real moment where the, you know, they don't tip anything for her. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but the fact, like, she looks around and you go, oh my god. But, but there is like enough off about everything that you can also, it, it's. It, yeah, it, I will say there's there's somebody in that for I can't remember who it was. Uh, that like, but one of the cult members, um, I think it was a. Uh, Arden Mirren's character, the the short blonde woman, yeah. who was like the second in command. Yeah. Um, either she or Jordan Ladd's character, like during that first scene, is trying to be like, you you need to leave. Like you don't <laughs> know what's going on, but you you don't want to be here. Yeah. Like stop asking us for gas money. <laughs> <laughs> I do love her, uh, you know, uh, her pluck for for demanding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's funny because like uh, that that was one of the only things like early in the movie where I'm just like oh I don't know if this is gonna be like I didn't know if the character was gonna ring as true as she eventually did because I'm like no because most people who are like who 
live with being crapped on day to day yeah. wouldn't open the door and try to go in to get the tip like yeah. because yeah. but, they but just, it's the oh. fact that it's it, it, i mean this is also it's like it's her first literally her first day uh doing it and she's already been hit on by the like friend i don't know like that that uh yeah. helps her get the job and so <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what else to say on that, but it's it's uh yeah I got nothing I got nothing <laughs> else I think I said be like the one of the again one of the problems is is that like it's not it's not spoilers like we've we've kind of delved into like the writing is just the writing is shockingly good yeah. that's what I'll say like it is it because like no, not only and this is this is I always feel bad saying like oh well they don't have you know there's no credits behind it or yeah. whatever but like the the person I, there's like story idea um uh that guy has like a bunch of cred uh credits of kind of like indie films like this yeah uh along the thing but the the writer has i think like two ahead of themselves like they're currently being produced yeah so like the fact that like the dialogue and everything like that is, is snappy the the like the story itself like the the way that they go about it it is able to move so much even though it really what is it only two houses like they go from one house yeah. to another house it. like it's three locations uh film like there's a brief thing at the pizza place and then two other houses yeah and and so it's you know like there it's it's uh, it's up on the uh, the writing the writing is good enough and the actors are able to are, are so like like you said there must have been like script changes to like once the actors were cast yeah. um two things not only because like they're focused in, the, in a way that like kevin smith or tarantino that sort of thing which clearly they do you know they yeah. rewrite yeah. for the actor and or the actress and and so th there's that and then just the the sets are like like i said before just kind of like perfect in that way that it just it's it feels off but yeah. if you've ever been into like it reminds me of my mom's house. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, my, my mom does not have anywhere near those ridiculous houses. Uh, but like, it, oh, but everything I mean, looks having, having been at your mom's house. Yeah. It's like, it looks like a house that's been put up for sale. Everything yeah, yeah, is yeah. always they, like I said, they've been staged. Like that's yeah. the, you know, like all, which is clear. I mean, which is like a lot of these films, you know, you ever see that basically they're, they're either, you know, how the houses are on the market and they're able to make, you know, whatever money a lot of times. I don't know if that's a thing that thing, uh, that's something they do in the porn industry, <laughs> but, but that's independent film. It's independent film. Yeah. Uh, film is film. Um, but, uh, what and of not, course there's also, a, I don't know where they shot this. I assume probably LA because it was, it's done with actors you've heard of and not much money. So probably it's like, no, we're shooting down the street. Just come over for an hour. Yeah. Um, but uh, if it is being shot somewhere like L.A., it's like there's always those places that literally exist so that you can shoot movies in them, like places that get rented out for this. Yeah. And and like these are like ridiculous houses, like the houses that you'd see yeah. um, in, you know, and any time they go, oh, houses, the rich and famous sort of thing. Yeah. yeah exactly. like the tour of the stars would be like the better thing, like in L.A. Um, but, you know, when one thing that I didn't mention before we, before we close out, like is the fact that like the camera work in this, I'm trying to remember what film we did. Uh, we talked recently, maybe, maybe it was empathy uh, where I saw, you know, it's like, Oh, they tried to do some edgy things. They yeah. didn't have to. And it, but unfortunately, since they didn't do it, it didn't work. It drew so much away from the film. I think, um, I think it was empathy. I don't know how much we talked so about that. There was at least I, one other film yeah. that they were talking about, like whether it was just like, Oh, they tried to do a big shot and it just didn't work. And unfortunately, like they should, you know, it's like it was one of those things. It's like you should have saw that it didn't work. Yeah, they there's some like fine shots, 
but like they kept it everything's very tight um there's nothing there's not a lot of fancy camera work which would have absolutely just took away from uh from this film Mm -hmm. completely because it's not needed like there's a handful of like overhead shot yeah just you know like nothing that you wouldn't have seen in any other standard horror film Mm -hmm. like well-made you know one of the well-made freddies or you know horror films of the of the 80s and early 90s yeah um which I thank God. I mean, like that—that's just something which I totally get. Like I, I'm, I'm a camera person occasionally, and yeah. uh, and like I really want to do some fancy stuff every once in a while. And I'm like, but I feel like sometimes on these indie films they do that shot, and I'm like, oh look, it came out cool. I mean, yeah. like, but but they never got the the simple shot. Yeah. So that in case it doesn't work in the edit, like they they have to use the fancy shot even if it doesn't make yeah. sense if you don't follow through on everything and so that's something that i'm like very happy that they didn't uh go nuts on and try to do some you know it's, it's just again like with digital like you can just yeah. do whatever the hell you want now and like there could have been opportunities for, and they didn't and thank god they didn't everything yeah. it's just it it looks like god I, i'm trying to think I'm like i was going to say but like it looks like a, a sci i'm like oh, no it's not sci-fi sci-fi does that all the time but i'm like yeah, yeah. it just looks like a like this could have been a it, this could have been a horror slasher film or it could have been a a standard thriller film like mm-hmm. the ones where like oh god what was the really one with gabriel union uh where they oh. the house it's not the babysitter. It's no, no, no. She, she, yeah. she's a mom, single mom who. Yeah, I can, uh, or I can mom, see I like the mom. DVD cover yeah, yeah, in no, my no, head. It's got that, that desaturated. Like they didn't try that much. They, it was like just it's just a solid, solidly shot film because they mm-hmm. didn't they it it the, they knew that the editing, not the camera work, had to build the intensity and that sort of thing. And that's yeah. what this film, uh, like has that. It's just like it's not needed. Um, and, and I, I will just, say that's a the. Chelsea Stardust, who's the director, um, I feel like that needs to, like, she needs to get a lot of credit for that. Because when I talked to uh, Romaine, one of the things that she said is that, because if you notice, there's, like, basically two camps. There's, like, the cult, and then there's the two girls. And they only come together a few times. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of movie where there's just no overlap. And so we spend, like, 85% of the movie with Sam, and that means a lot of the people from the cult, it's like, even if they loom large, you only see them for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, Romaine said like, yeah, it's interesting. You noticed that because like the way we were scheduled, we weren't even shooting on the same nights. Oh, like, really? <laughs> they, most of the time it's like, they weren't on the same set together. They weren't communicating. And so it was basically <laughs> wow. like doing dailies and then just leaving it in the hands of the director and being yeah. like, hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. And that's it's surprising. Cause I, I was looking and it's like, and she, did, did the feel the movie has definitely the feeling of a person who's done done like a full like film a bunch yeah. of times because it doesn't have it's definitely like there there's a lot of these films that go from one thing to a moment and you'll have like a fade out and like so it's basically kind of it feels like it's cut for commercial sort of thing this there's like one or two moments where like yeah she blacks out or they you know something else happens yeah. and there's like a clear demarcation of time yeah. some like it, it's happened uh but it doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel like the way that like oh it's it, clearly they they didn't know how to like transition it yeah. all was natural like and the fact that this is her first feature um yeah she's done a bunch of shorts um yeah. which and, I, I really want to watch like her shorts now because like, yeah, yeah. this is a whole like i will say too it's not like she isn't familiar because i mean when you look at her resume she's been oh, yeah. 
this her kind of thing. are like ridiculous. I mean, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's worked with Bloom, she's, uh, Riley, yeah, yeah Blumhouse. with Blumhouse, and and like she's been with Blumhouse for ten years basically, and she's been doing like this kind of like this level of budget, a little bit higher horror movies since literally Paranormal Three. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like her, the first credit, just I was scanning through, and I'm like, oh shit, that's a the just some serious credits on these yeah. uh thing on muscle, uh, it's under miscellaneous crew on IMDb. But the first one, <laughs> it's kind of there's there's two that don't make any sense amongst everything else. It's funny people and bridesmaids, yeah. <laughs> and then like everything else is horror films, paranormal activity, insidious, uh, the purge. <laughs> again, part of that I think is because like her credit on most of those movies is that she's like the assistant to the to the executive producer in charge of the film i like, just i, I just yeah it's just well, like you look at it and go literally then it, oh and then gem in the holograms yeah <laughs> it's great um, um which but, is funny because when you look at her headshot and again i haven't spoken with chelsea stardust i can't speak to anything about her but when you look at her headshot i'm like no she actually looks like a 40 year old gem like she probably could have done a much better gem in the holograms movie than what we got <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> but, but uh, I, before we before we go because we should we should end um the keep an eye out for the small jokes um did i actually write this down uh or did i not actually write it i feel uh, like the, I didn't the thing i remember we, we, we were talking about how like a lot of the like there's obviously like organic props like things that just exist that are in the room but then a lot of the things that are prop props have like funny names and stuff you said that there was a gun hidden in a bag of uh holland oats yes holland oats yeah yeah Uh, yeah and i i feel like there's you you said you saw uh at least another one and things like that but like there's a handful of like like just even the pictures and the frames and things like that like which which is really nice because it's usually usually they don't take on especially on indie films they don't take they they don't have the time it's not either take the time but like they don't take the time to do that sort of thing i mean hell in in major blockbuster films they don't take the time to like add if it's a joke you know you know add a joke or add a interesting thing on the in the background like unless it's like a fucking marvel film or something like that and then every single every single pixel is is going to be analyzed yeah like Um, zack snyder movies where it's like they're Four years after Batman v Superman came out, we were still finding like, oh, here's a new Easter egg nobody noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just that—that's it's just like the one like ass like last little little bit that like was a yeah. was a nice add-on for this film that uh, I wouldn't expect. But yeah, yeah. All right. So I mean, for me, and again, like with the understanding that we like rate these movies as their own entities, and I'm not like comparing it to fucking Shawshank or something, but like. <laughs> For me, this is a five-star movie. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, and I didn't, going in, know what to expect. Like, I looked at the cast, and I looked at kind of what they were doing, and I'm like, oh, that looks like they'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I don't know if I would have committed to sitting down and watching it if I wasn't, like, doing the interview for work. And so uh, if you are if you look at the trailer and you're, like, on the on the edge, uh, it's def- I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's a new release right now, so it's, like, six bucks to rent or something. Uh, if you want to wait, wait. But I, for me, I'm like, no. Oh, if you sit down, and especially if you like watching it with a friend and really enjoying, it, like, it's definitely worth like the seven bucks. Like I yeah. watched it for free on a screener site, and then uh, literally set the alarm on uh, on uh, Google Play to remind me to buy it as soon as it came out. Yeah. So. 
Nice. Oh, wait, I'm just seeing. Uh, yep. Oh, and it's. Uh, oh, you can buy it, too. You can buy it on digital, oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Not just I'm just saying just not rent it as well. Uh, it was like, yeah, no, that that's one I probably will end up buying, too, because yeah. um, uh, like I've already told a handful of people, I'm like, you got to see this film. It's so much fun. Like I, I sold this to my my friend Carrie, who does not like horror films, is not a horror film person. I'm like. I think you'd actually enjoy this one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is one of those rare ones where I'm like, if if my wife wouldn't like immediately dismiss it out of hand, I'm like, no, I think if you actually, if you actually sat down and watched it, there's like yeah. two scenes I'd have to tell you, like, don't look. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, like, I'm like, no, I think that, like legitimately it'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Like it's got get that through, Shaun of the get, Dead kind of level yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Get through 20 minutes of the film um, yeah. and you'll absolutely love it. Like not that, not saying that the first 20 minutes aren't good. It's just that, and it doesn't even take that long to build yeah. or anything like that. But like, if you're skeptical of the like kind of horror film yeah. slasher sort of stuff, 20 minutes in the film, you'll realize it's a different film, yeah. um, which is, I guess, actually the biggest spoiler of it all. But on the other hand, like, like you said, I would have never, I would have looked at this film yeah. based on the poster and been like, I might, and probably never. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, which I now desperately, like, I'm actually going to be searching for the poster because I, the poster is really awesome. So anyway. And again, uh, that poster reminds me of like, uh, like the VHS case you would see yeah. on like a restaurant video direct to VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and again, like I keep saying the direct to VHS thing, which feels like a pejorative. It's really not. I mean, it's just that that's where low budget horror movies existed for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I see a movie like this that's, like, a really good, really sharp, uh, cheap horror movie, I'm like, oh, no, but that's, like, this is, like, a hundred of the the best, like, yeah. cult movies that you saw when you were a kid. Yeah. So, Absolutely. but, uh, all right, so everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, be back by noon on the fifth day for more Emerald City Video, which is probably more like the second day because uh, I got to <laughs> get that other one out. And uh, always remember to rewind your Vestron video cassettes. A-B-E-N